am I audible? Am I, am I, do I sound like you can hear me clearly? Why can't you see me? I can't see you too well, but I can hear you. Wave your hand. Yes. I see you move. I see you move. It works. Yay! Nobody <laughs> move. Nobody <laughs> move from wherever they are. Everybody, all of you are in the right place. <laughs> okay, so welcome to take five, which is with uh, Sanatpur Gandhi. We went to school together. He's a self-taught rapper, poet, drummer, actor, director, concert actor, amongst many, many other things. Uh, the idea of stories for Shastri is very simple. We talk to each other, tell each other stories from our own lives, or try to learn something from each other, try to learn something from you if you have anything to say. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it, and I'm just waiting for it to get online. Oh yeah, yeah. I see you. You see me? Oh yeah, finally. There we go. Nice, nice. I, I just, um, to be fairly honest, I did like the Indian trick, you know, you just move around and you say, Ab suna hai hai kya? Ab suna hai hai kya? You know, that happened and it just came around. I mean, I don't know how it happened. But hey, hi. How are you? Hi. And good. hello to all of the 15, 16 people who are out here. Yeah. We start the live session. Yeah. That 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 what one? I'm very I know. Same, same. I kept gibbering some shit, uh, like, you know, in the meantime. So I think. That's what held them together. Or maybe it was you. You know, can you still see me proper? Because like, you know, this is a room where yeah. there's not too many disturbances. Yeah. Yes. Hello, Prithvi. Hello, everybody else. Oh, yeah. Fine. To explain to people what we're doing is, uh, I thought of this concept where I, my friend helped me think about it actually. And uh, I basically talk to people and try to get to know a little more about their lives. And uh, their stories. And uh, let's be nice in the comment section and uh, let's talk to each other about everything. If you have any questions, if you have any pointers or any uh, views about all the things you uh, all the things you heard us say or all the stories you heard us talk about, we're going to read them out and figure it out. So, Siddharth, you are a... You are a self-taught poet, you're a rapper, you're a voice actor, you're a director, you're an actor, you're a drummer, you're a writer. I said writer already. What am I missing? Which one am I missing? It doesn't matter even I lost count. But yeah, you're on the right track, yeah, pretty much. So, when and why did you decide to become your own teacher? Hey man, like you're talking like as if I had some choice in that. Shit, no, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, like, you know, in all fairness, I mean, like, what is, what is learning? Yeah, like, um, like you, you grab a little bit of something that you see around you and you like, and you just pull it into yourself, you know, you try imbibing it into what you do. And, uh, like, and once you can slowly start doing it, say, oh, yeah, so I learned it. Then it creates this sort of uh, like it, it makes it seem as if someone's really taught themselves a lot. But essentially I think it's just a lot of women. So you work for TVS, correct? Right? Yep. And how long ago was that? Uh three four years. Four years. And, and how long were you working for them? For about a year, um, basically when I went there, 
I was going in indefinitely. Like um, the idea was to go and work with TVF because um, they made the this thing pictures. I mean, like the one of the best series that this country has produced, in my opinion. And after watching that, I was like, obviously, I want to go and work with them. I did go and talk to them. They liked what I was doing, so I went and met them. And I started working for them. But the day I started working was when I got my approval for the Prague Principle. So I had applied there for a two-year-long direction course. And literally, my first day in TVF was on the evening. I got an email from Prague saying that um, you're accepted, so you're in. So that's what decided my timeline. So I had to leave. And uh, so I worked until June, essentially. That's such. What made you decide that at this time? Let go of TV. No, as I said, my like my timeline was decided. So, um, like when I was going to Prague Film School, obviously I had to get out of TVF. So TVF made me tell them, I mean, essentially that I have committed to the school, so I'm going to leave. So, like you know, I worked till a couple of months before I had to leave. And then I did one month also. So I used to literally like okay, this is an interesting story with Shastri. Um, I used to sit over here in my room and edit the videos in Mumbai. So there's this app called Team Viewer. So I used to sit over here and edit the screen from there. And so wahape the computer used to be on the whole night. And over here I would be editing over there essentially. And um, that's how a lot of the videos got done because I was I was heading a new channel there. It's called Panta Kari. Okay, so that's like the infotainment channel of TVF. So I was heading that channel to edit the rest of that. So it became like a that was one of the best things I did with TVF honestly because in the otherwise they've got there are so many people over there, amazing people and amazing experiences. But you know, with so many people, it's difficult to say okay, okay, man, you know, or like you know, even just. The feeling to yourself that okay, I've done something quite you know strong and worthwhile. So that was how it all automatically just fizzled out. Fizzled out as in it went away because I had to go, but then I never went. So why didn't you? Because of my dog, my beautiful yeah. tiny little dog. Oh, he's phenomenal. He's hating the quarantine because he cannot go walking, like you know, chilling outside and all that. I mean, because I'm in one of the more shishta parts of Pune. You know, the kind of like people around here who go like, "Hey, Karan, I'm here. I'm not getting any exercise. So morning walk, evening walk, so banta hai. Cricket khelna banta hai. Like you know, all of these things are happening out in the gully. I don't go any anywhere, any place. No. But he's he's doing great. He's he's over 15 now. And um, yeah, like we celebrate our birthday together. So this year he became 15, and he's. I think he's healthier than ever. Like in a few ways, he will be, you know. Uh, but that's just all there. Baki, yeah, you just look at the spirit. Papa still jumps around. Lustig is still bay, and you know everything is going around this way as if how people come in and go like, okay, so you got six, seven, eight, what tops, ten tops. Nobody guesses fifty. So I mean, like it's one of the best decisions ever. They did not go to Prague for him. Everything. Yeah. I remember. I remember meeting him. And absolutely lovely. What does do you travel with? Nah. Never travel. That's the one thing I cannot do. Like you know, he can't uh, take too much long distance travel. And most of the places that I go to, I go like by myself. Hmm. So, um, like by myself in the sense that I want to go out with the idea of being 
not just self-sufficient or independent, but also like, you know, on my own way. If I do something that's a little fucked up, then I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll pay the consequences myself. And I don't want anybody else to partake in that. Because why? The poor little thing, he wants to have good fun. I might as well just go. Oh, I do take him out like every month or two months to like the sea or the mountain or someplace where there's like fresh air and the horizon around for 100 kilometers. And like, you know, he's, he's blind as a bat in that sense. He's got so much cataract that I'm sure he cannot understand any of the depths of the ocean. But, but I know. But I'm sure Sorry? he can smell I'm sure he can smell it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you can smell it, you can feel it. Like, you know, your Bollywood mein jo bola jata and all of that. I'm sure it's cool. Like, you know, you feel the wind coming in and he knows that this point ain't normal. And like, you know, it makes him feel different things. So every time I go out, it's like two or three days out sleep. And then we chill Diwali times and all those times the humans are creating a rocker stairway way out. And yeah, that way, that way we travel some. But no, otherwise we don't. What was the last place you two went to together? Him and I, there's this place called Kashid, this beach. Um, I took another friend of mine along. So we discovered a nice little dam on the backside of Kashid, like a wildlife sanctuary. And the Kashid beach itself. Um, like we went in really off season. I always do that. I go midweek, but there's no tourist season in the resort. When the resort also is just us, Dodgy, me, my friend. And blast. That was a blast. Like five hours in and out, but the dog is having a great time. We, we do this so a lot. Take, uh, Zoe to the beach someday. I, uh, today she's uh, sitting under on my feet. Uh, at my feet. I usually keep her outside the room, but these days um, I'm stitching a rug at, in the house. So in the oh room, yeah, that that circular rug. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I uh, keep the door locked and I've kept it locked for almost all of yesterday. So now she just come all the way. She just barged away and she was sitting here so I'm not even Okay, so tell me a little bit more about what your childhood was like because I know you were my senior in school. But mm. I really saw you was that. Yeah. I didn't realize like it was difficult for me to process that you could also have a childhood of your own. So what was <laughs> that? <laughs> well, my childhood, I think, was mostly achievement. Shit, shit, tons of achievement. One after the other, in one area or the other. So childhood was mostly like, you know, kitna preparation hua hai, kisi bhi chi. And then what all things are yet to do. Lots of planning, lots of... Chop, 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 mess. Hey man, that was not very fun. Like, to be fairly honest with you, like, I've got no complaints now because, um, like, my childhood, I think, has given me this idea that no matter how much you achieve, it doesn't matter that. Like, all of those achievements from back then, which we until 10th grade, maybe I was like an outperformer. And in 12th grade, I, I scored like 48% all of it just to, like, you know, just get through. Um, and it didn't matter. None of that matters today. What matters is how much empathy I have, how I treat people and all that. So I think it was a good childhood. In fact, was while I was going out, it was pretty tough. Um, what, was, hmm. what would you tell your 10-year-old self? Um, whatever you're doing is great, um, so long as you want to do it. And keep at it because it will not give you the fruits immediately. But it will, will, will give you fruits in maybe 15 years, 10 years, 5 years, I don't know. Uh, because I used to be really restless, you know. Like everything was, everything was achievement oriented. So you did a lot, you achieved it, end of story. 
Like, you know, that's that's how the timelines went, you know, and that was kind of fucked up because it was all, all, all short term. But like long term is this, for example, like like the tenacity that engineering gave us, for example. There's a shit ton of engineers who think engineering is nothing. I agree with that in terms of knowledge. But engineering gave tenacity, man. I didn't want to do something and I still had to motor through it, you know, for, for how many ever years I did it. And in that sense, that is helping me 10 years down when today I have to go through a project that I really don't want to, a fuck all project, but paying me well or something like that. Then you have to push through and that's where it comes from. So something that you did before comes back um, many, many, many years down, I think. So that's what I'll tell my 10-year-old self. Would, would you use the word tenacity for a 10-year-old? And I lost money. Yeah, fun. You came back. Yeah. Huh. Bolo, what did you say? So, if you would say that to a 10-year-old, would you say tenacity to them? Yes, I would. Okay. I so, think 10-year-olds understand that shit, you know? I, I mean... Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like they're the most intuitive of the lot. <laughs> intuitive, yes. Yeah, I mean, like, they might not get tenacity off the hook. But, uh, like, you know, the next time they hear tenacity, they're going to link it up and they're going to know what this bearded guy was trying to tell me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, I was a couple of, I was about a year old or two years old or something. And I remember this one time, uh, my mother said something and I looked at her and I said, I'm not casting aspersions at you. And You're not what? Just, I'm not casting aspersions at you. And because <laughs> I had the word that my parents used somewhere in some conversation. So it yeah, was yeah. Speaking uh, about pushing through and uh, just getting, you know, just going with it. What's the one story from your life that sort of, you know, that always manages to bring you out of a gloomy day? Something that your mind goes back to. Okay. So, um, I think there's a shitload of people who are here who know me, uh, who might know about this story. But here we go. Um, so I was in uh, I was in Gokarna. So uh, I found this guy who was like a sixty-year-old sweet and uh, fat, six foot four, and uh, he has white hair, only going straight down to his butt. Okay, and um, you're hearing everything, right? You're hearing right? Yeah. So and he had he had underwear that was that was like a langot. Essentially, okay. So I was like, I, I could tease and buy a pump nice and proper. And this guy with his blue eyes and his white skin and white hair and all that, as he walks into the ocean. He drowns himself in the ocean for a second. And he comes back out. Then he drowns himself in the sand. Think about that, okay? So the man comes, he drops like that, flat into the sand. Then turns over. So he's all coated with sand from all over. I'm just looking at this old guy doing all this BS and I was like, no, I'm not. So I went and sat next to him. I asked him, like, who are you? Are you and he said, no, I don't want anything. I was like, no, no, I'm not one of those doctors uh, here. So he goes, like, I was like, are you, are you company? I'm like, company? Okay, yeah, we're company. Cool. We're company. And we started talking. And like first, three or four sentences go by and he says to me, you know what life really is? You eat then you feel good because you eat. Then you digest, you shit. You feel good because you shit. 
then you eat again, and then you sleep. And in between all of this, he could give you bottom to the Yeah, and you know the way he put that, that stuck with me so bad because there was a guy who was completely covered in sand, completely head to toe covered in sand, and talking to me about life. Like, and like, you know, that sort of visual really sticks with you, right? Better than homework, grandpa, or something. Or There's this guy. And then the next three days, we spend like bodies through thick and thin. Great. Where does it stay? In Sweden. I don't know the exact name of the place, but Norway. Okay. And yeah. are you still Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we talk every two months or something over email. And uh, like he's, he's just, like think about it, 60-year-old guy. He's got a girlfriend. Okay, she's about 52 or something. Okay, and he goes like, the first, like I ask him, okay, what are you going to do when you go back to Sweden? And he says that I'm going to chop up my car in half and I'm going to expand it because my girlfriend and I, we're both big guys and we can't fit in the car properly. So I want to like expand the width of the car so that we both can go out and do our own shit. Like that's, that's, his, that's his thing at the age of 60. Okay, Socho. And I asked him, okay, what are you doing here? Why are you in, why are you in India? Why are you chilling in Gokarna? He says, food, man, that's it. So like, I'm just, I'm just eating six tons of different kind of food for about four or five months. And once I'm done, to my heart's content, I'm going to go back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, if you're doing this in 60 years, then something's right Like, you know, in the, in the sense of saying that value systems are in place, as against all of the 60-year-olds on our roads, who will lose their shit the moment someone cuts through their road on the highway. And you go like, you're doing this for 60 years. It's not necessary. No, I mean, like, what has your life been worth? So that that is one incident that really pulls me back every time I'm low or something. I think about that guy. His name is Shorin. And I even wrote a character that is almost exactly inspired from him in a solo that I'm going to present um, soon, whenever it gets done. So I've been writing a solo and he's one of the characters. And, uh, that's how much he's affected my life. That's, it's, it's really great to meet people like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Speaking of getting angry, do you get angry a lot? Ask it, you know the questions, you know the answers too. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I realize I remember asking as I asked you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get angry a lot. Um, but I've been trying to control that a lot. Um, like, I think a lot of my anger doesn't manifest externally. Uh, it only comes out in words. I've never really beaten up anybody. Oh, recently I got completely beat up. Like, uh, just like two days before the lockdown. Yeah, I was, I was punched through. So this part was swollen up. This was all black and blue. Uh, this was swollen. I had a few more bruises down here. And yeah, I was nice and proper beaten up by a neighbor. But, um... Essentially, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that story a little later. But, no, uh, you know, I, I've... Okay. okay, fine, let's talk about that later. Huh. Yeah, so I've never really, like, my anger has never manifested itself um, in in terms of a physical this thing. Or, like, you know, because I'm angry at someone, I'll go and do something to them. Or, like, you know, I don't really know. Like, you know, my anger is very momentary and it's very pure in that sense. It's it's gussa, it's crowd. There's no vengeance. There's no none of that jazz along with it. Um, but when it comes in, sometimes it is 
it is like heavy sometimes even heavy for me like it makes my heart stop beating for a little while and uh, like it makes you think you know ki, like itna gussa aa kyu raha hai yeah like for the longest time i've been like an angry kid and revolutionary in my own way um rebellious sorry revolutionary matlab change karwata so um yeah i mean i've been an angry kid so now i think about it very often ki gussa hone ka zarurat nahi hai and um it brings me closer to this understanding of peace the peace is not like you know when you're feeling calm peace yeah. is that sense when you're angry at someone also you're feeling calm so i'm trying to get that state low and steady even if this might sound preachy it's totally the jam right now like right now it's totally the jam about like internalizing and figuring out emotions and all of that call it corona impact but well to impact hai achhi baat hai bring it on so yeah anger is going down do i what do you find yourself to be calmer yes definitely um you like you know mostly like most of us do you've got a pretty discovered dysfunctional family you know and uh, most of the anger stems from the fact that you can't really talk to people yeah. often like you know you cannot get things across yeah. to them and um, the sense of existence itself or your identity kind of goes down which is why you become irritable you know yeah. and i think most of our anger comes from irritability more than an actual anger where like you know you're furious about something so you're mostly just irritable and when you're irritated it triggers a little bit of anger which is the only trigger that you need to control and then everything's pretty much sorted because i mean think about it how many times have you gotten angry and the shit has really been worthwhile the atta hua ke tumko gussa aaya how often has that happened not very often for most of us so anger is best let go of. do you uh, do you see do you think you it's difficult for you to deal with change one second my god please attention zoe i don't sorry she is i cannot uh, bring it back down cuz she will come and sit on me and uh-huh. give me a free facial and i don't want to do that in right now but uh i'm going to try and see if she can go on on live no she she will listen to my voice okay wait just let me just take a, a take a time until then everybody down here i mean hey tintin hey rosin how are you guys doing um oh hey we've got a few other people also whom i sort of know or sort of don't know because we're just facebook friends or whatever hey thanks you raj deep convo and all should we continue this deep thing as it is going what do you guys think Or should yeah. we make it a little frivolous? Was yes, the let us know, and uh, we will take a choice. Maybe I mean I will take a choice. Students and all as host there, and so. Okay, so uh, how do you do? You think do you find it easy to deal with change? Any kind of change in your life? Yeah, definitely, definitely. How do you do it? Because I don't know how to. Even I remember my. So my uncle passed when I was uh, nine, and okay. my uh, had hair up until the thighs, and she suddenly cut her hair, and it was like this tiny little bob. And all my life, so I had known her. I was about nine back then. And all my life, I knew her. <clears throat> and suddenly she has a bob cut, and I didn't speak to her for about six months. Hmm. Because I was no, so because excited. because they were so different. Oh. 
so mm. and I mean later we spoke about it when I was about 15 I think and she said you know in all fairness my husband did just that right so, so yeah well I okay um <clears throat> yeah I don't I don't I don't know if I can offer like an actual solution because like that's the thing about change isn't it variable what does variable mean like it's it's um it's not subject to be the same right yeah. um so i think what helps me the most is the fact that like i don't take life to be a certain way in the sense ki aisa hona chahiye um is an idea that's completely non existent um <laughs> heraclitian philosophy of change Jesus. okay so um it's like it's in the sense of saying ki uh, everything that you do in your life every day like unless you're working a job even if you're working a job honestly um everything that seems so um routine or like constant okay still has so many variables and so many changing elements in them tiny tiny of it which we don't observe which is why we see the state as the same so like if you traverse the same roads every day you'll call it commute because it's the same every day but it's not the cars are the cars are different the traffic is different how fast you get to go is different it's all different you know so the definition has to change a little in the sense of saying ki ye zindagi hai if you know that then something happens a little differently then you go like oh ye zindagi nahi hai like you know in the sense of saying or you know it becomes difficult to accept ki okay this is also doable like you can live with this and you can live with this the whole point being that everything is constantly changing around us in terms of the world that we live in now and if you look at like think about this like you know there's a globe there's there's the entire world there's one man one human on okay what does what does he or she do like what do they do they they're basically going to do the same thing that animals do they're going to scavenge for food they're going to look for shelter and when they're tired they're going to sleep when they're not tired they're going to scavenge for food okay the point being constant kuch hai nahi and that is why life is a little tough which is why mankind made things that were constant so that life wouldn't be so tough okay like so many things that became standardized per se so that we didn't have to worry about fluctuations causing problems in our attention so now that we are already living a standardized life like everything that we drink from milk to alcohol everything that we eat from maize to pizza everything is standardized in a certain way so how much more constant do we need like we don't need any more constant like we just we essentially we need to understand that every day is going to be different every person is going to be different maybe in a month's time four months six months years long time and most importantly you are going to be yeah so there's no point holding on to a certain idea of what you think is right or what you think is comfortable for you um like abika dekho yaar how many people have realized that they can really do without smoke how many people have realized that they can do without aisa nahi ki matlab like you know it's like they might still want to do it it's a, it's a desire but it's not a need and there's a shit ton of people who suddenly realize that about themselves we've also like you know made this concrete idea of ourselves and these are the ages like you know late 20s where we really start building up that idea of who we are and what we want our life to be but it's all bs because it's going to keep changing no matter what you think it is or what you want it to be yeah it's best to be a little submissive towards life in the sense and saying that um like you want to achieve a little bit sure go for it achieve it but don't think that shit is going to be the way it is it's not it's never been like that 
I mean, just because in your lifespan of what 20-25 years, puri dunya itni badli nahi hai, tumhare lifestyle itni badli nahi hai. Agar ye sab sahi hai, iski wajah se hima samjho ki pura life you're going to be all sorted. You're not. You are going to go through fucked up times. You are going to go through hilariously good times. And there is going to be some sadness in the good times and some great things in the bad times. And that's the best part about change. You get to see everything. Agar change nahi hota to. Yeah, I think the process started the other way around. Um, detaching started earlier. Detaching became kind of pain. Um, like, like my mom was this mom all all my childhood. Like you know, extra mom. So I was the center of her life. And like you know, she's in the next room right now. But um, still, I'm gonna talk about it openly, even if she just barges out. Um, mom was always like you know in my life a lot. So she would ask me to do a lot of things. um so there was a lot of answering to or like you know being answerable for what i'm doing or like you know constantly having to do something under some sort of supervision okay so i wanted to thwart it all away and break through and just like you know get out get out do my own thing like you know be out there in the world so the attachment actually came naturally from my childhood time because i didn't want to be with my father i didn't want to be around my family i did not want to be around the same friends who might seen every day i wanted to be somewhere else you know in a sort of uh, travel bug kind of thing and like eventually as i started falling in love for example like you know i've, I've been through seven relationships quite some but um, through all of them i did realize that um, i do attach quite fast and unbeknownst to me because mostly the detaching process came so naturally that i completely forwent the attachment process. and like in that sense whenever i was attaching myself to any person i was giving them my all you know because i'm like honesty is a big part of my life so unless you're honest with me i don't i don't have any value you know? yeah. so that honesty was something that most people don't live by man and so because of that i lost a lot of friends like you know i felt a lot of betrayal coming my way or like you know ye log aise kaise chhe lete hain and all of that and uh, so i detached from a lot of people and i also found that when i was attaching myself to a woman who i was saying that okay we're close um is when i would like you know i would submit entirely in in various ways and that caused a lot of problems like can i deviate for a second here like i think i really think that indian males are not given that sort of understanding of how to deal with emotions um either good or bad like even the good emotions man like the bad emotions we mostly deal with in terms of anger or breaking shit i guess uh but the good ones also like how do you celebrate love like you've never really been taught that and um, that's something i still need to learn for myself so when i was when i was with women and then eventually with uh, deeper friendships that i found eventually um there was this sort of um there was a sort of understanding that i do attach unknowingly pretty quickly and uh, that's where the catch lay um like when i started realizing okay what attachment really means and um my latest relationship was a little tough because i was really attached i was really attached quite a lot 
and through that um like the attachment led to a lot of this sort of problem in terms of saying ki kuch kuch moments pe jab detach karna zaruri hota hai wo nahi karta and that was like the the ultimate problem that i faced with attachment per se so ever since that relationship ended i think i've finally been on this sort of uh, um like plane like this balance where i attach myself to things that are healthy or positive to me or like you know in terms of saying that i'll attach with the idea that this is probably going to go away at some point like you know yeah. and i think like that's why probably even relations are tough now relationships especially are tough now um because i'm not going to attach for lifetime in the sense of saying that a promise ki aaj se zindagi bhar ke liye tumhare saath is is not happening so the attachment is mostly in terms of saying that i've taken the song because i really like it because i think it's on but to know that this is probably going to go away at some point and um like i think that's where the balance between attachment detachment really happens because if you call it detachment then you're talking about like you know sacrificing something or letting go of something which is kind of pointless because wo tumhara hai hi nahi i mean like for fuck sake these headphones are sure bought by me but they don't really belong to me man they're made by so many materials that come out of the earth and then by some other people is that kiska ownership hai ye paisa diya iske liye mera ho gaya fine I mean, like you know in a main philosophy that is perfectly fine but none of this is mine nothing is really ours so ownership hai nahi to loss of ownership hai essentially so your attachment and detachment is mostly in terms of um is mostly in terms of whether you're feeling it whether you're feeling the vibe whether the the wavelength is there or not like you know right now i'm pretty feeling pretty attached to you like i'm loving every time you smile like keep thinking of ye ladki zyada smile kyun nahi kar for example but at the same time when the call is done if you know me and you yeah, of course of course so something layers 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 they layers lots of them you know all one on top of the other um but you know when the phone call is done we talk about it and i'll feel great about it i'll even probably text you later at night but you know after the call is done for the next four odd hours i'm going to invest myself in something and i'll probably not think about this uh that doesn't mean like i'm detached from it really you know kyunki wo hai kahi to zehen mein hai but it does not mean ki wo like you know it's there in my thought process and it's like ooh sanga ke sath call hua ooh live hua this that I I have a, like before we got onto this call we I yeah. usually tend to make tea and I make peppermint tea just when I go on live so that I can talk okay. and know and after the call I'll call I'll probably talk to my mom because she's watching in the other room and yeah. um, or I'll probably call a bunch of friends and you know get some feedback because I know they were watching uh and after that I just go back to doing something completely different and something what something completely different Right, right. And that's really helped because I've tired myself out so much throughout the day that somehow after every live video I fall asleep by ten thirty. On on any other day I'll sleep at nine in the morning. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> But well said. How how's that happening? Tell me that. Like, what do you think? How why is that happening? I don't know. I think I feel like I've uh, learned something new, which is uh-huh. a good use of my time. If I think it was a good use of my time. It'll, I'll be happy. Like yes, that's pretty much it. And uh, yeah. it's it's quite interesting to know how you attach and detach because it's something I've always struggled with. Because there are certain things I can cut off immediately, 
there are certain things I can't, but there are certain things that will take time, or there are certain things I don't want to cut off from, which may not right, be right. right. Or certain yeah. things I attach myself to certain ideas, certain people. And uh, I know. So this is quite insightful to understand. Have you ever had a have you ever been on the receiving end of it? Like you said that you had some friends who chose to you chose to detach from. Have you ever been on the receiving end of that? Someone told you that hey, you're probably not that great for me and I don't really want to be friends with you as well. And what was yeah, that? Yeah. What was that like? Mm, like I can't pick out exact instances um, but yeah it's happened a lot of time and um, from third grade I was in Abhina and in fourth grade there was a shitta that happened by which there were a shit ton of people who suddenly started looking at me as a black okay. so I used to eat my own tiffin by myself and uh, like the entire school used to sit with those dabba groups you know, like 10, 15 people sitting together and I'm a group and if you a group, I'm not for you. Like I've heard that so many times that you're a whole I'm a group. Okay. And like, you know, that was one reason I was so out of place in school, like in Abhinav. So I was made to sit away from the class, basically. And um, like, that's why I've never really attached myself with most of the people around me from that age. You know what I'm saying? So when I came to DPS, it was actually a lot of inclusion. A lot of people suddenly feeling like wanting to be with me or feeling like wanting to be my friend. Yeah. Um, that's actually like, you know, this is a revelation to me as well. Yeah, detachment all our zone tapi shuru tha. But uh, yeah, I mean, Abhinav was where most of my detachment. So, uh, what was the change like? How did you, you know, you since you had the shift where people didn't want to speak to you in DPS, how did you take to that that change in environment? Was it did you see it as something good for you? Yeah, that- I, I didn't know it was good for me at that point. Like you said, yeah, no, I didn't know at that time. Um, it took a toll on my studies and friends. Like you know, the first year, seventh grade, I think I scored pretty badly in DPS. But that was you know mostly because of that. People talk to each other. Like you know, thoda to hai. And like I'm pretty sure you saw a lot of my wannabe nature in school or you can think back on it because I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be spoken to. I wanted to be um, revered in a certain sense. And it came because I could see the opportunity, you know, like in Abhinav Chansi Neeta. And after coming the first year itself, the school sent me like, a, I think about three places to represent the school. Um, yeah. Once in a debate, then to Lucknow bench. Lucknow bench diya mere school ne. Like, you know, it was that sort of feeling of importance. Like, whoa, I'm like a shit. And eventually when I got out of DPS, I went to SP College. Oh. So think about that. Coming from Cosmopolitan Public School, going into SP College where one of the first few days that I was there, someone asked me about the client. And I was like, bro, what is going on? Okay. Yeah. So, you joined Pune DPS in 2003, right? No. 2005. Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, five, six, seven. Okay. All right, right, right. The cafeteria was still functional. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Oh. Good days. So, 
and I completely get that whole you know difference of you know going from DPS somewhere else. So after ten, I don't know if you know this. I went to KB. Yeah. And I went to KB Southern Command, and uh, yeah, it was uh, brilliant when I was uh, when my mum was there. Because back then it was uh, a very different kind of place. You didn't have an APS back then. So yeah, KB, I didn't know your mom was there. Okay. My mom was in KB uh, Command, and my physics teacher back then was actually uh, a little. She was the woman who taught my uncle, and she taught me. Okay. So it was like that, and I remember going. How did she teach your uncle? Because my uncle was there too, back when he was my age. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Alright, go on. So we had. I remember going to KV, and uh, you know, my mum was just convinced that okay, this is good, and also because I had this whole uh, rant about whether I was doing arts or whether I was going to do science or what I wanted to do. So after I left school, I decided hmm. to do science. Originally, just okay. do arts. And uh. so, and then I wanted to pick up PCNB. So I was one of the weirdos who did PCMB, and then eventually I picked up French with it. So it was quite, it was quite. Wow. Wow. And I went to. So I remember going to KV, and it was the biggest culture shock of my life. In the sense of, I realized how spoiled I was in school. Oh. So oh, me, that kind of really. Yeah, because there were a lot of people out there who are. Uh, Didn't have access to the kind of information I did, or I had the privilege to have. Fair, I fair, yeah. It was also another thing that uh, the washings were never clean, and uh, it was terrible. I had to literally hold myself and walk to SGS to you know relieve myself. I hated going. Oh, it was in DPS where you had uh, so many. Uh, you had the washings being cleaned every hour. Yeah. Interesting to look at it like that. I did hate it. Yuvraj uh, actually bet with me that I wouldn't last a year, and I didn't. And I eventually left. Told what Yuvraj what? Yuvraj told me that you wouldn't last in KB for a year uh, because you uh-huh. hated it. And uh, I actually didn't. I ended up realizing that I couldn't do it. And uh, mm. there were a lot of other things going on at that point. And mm. eventually, I went to Paris. And uh, so I went from CBSC for my eleventh to HSC for my twelfth. And then I just got married. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Since mm. you're smiling, I'm gonna ask you this: what's what's the one thing that uh, genuinely made you smile? Today? That genuinely made me smile. Yeah, it could even be a leaf fluttering for all I care. Like something that genuinely made me smile in my life today. You. Other than I'm not even kidding. I mean, like, like there have been a few things that made me smile, but um, no. yeah, you definitely. Like my dogs. Like now I've got two dogs. So my dog is fifteen, and uh, there was an adoptee. Adoptee in the sense he just showed up outside our gate. Uh, he was bruised and battered uh, a couple of years ago, so I took him in, and now he's like you know he's become a part of our house and the neighbors in the front. So uh, like you know he keeps switching between our houses in the quarter. So these two boys have finally started interacting, man. Because that guy is two years old, and my Willie is fifteen years old. So they both can't really gel very easy, you know. One fifteen-year-old dog, one two-year-old dog. Like, बुढ़ा और बच्चा क्या बात करेंगे यार? 
what are they going to talk so i'm sure they do in doggy language but like the way she stood like they're pretty marathi about that i guess uh, like in the sense like willy is all too like you know he maachi zada wagere what is this ye kaun hai bachcha naya aaya hai sir what is this uka pooch bahut hil raha hai wagere like, you can make out these things man like when he's pissed every now and then when he's pissed he's like can he just stop moving his damn face नहीं वो ऐसे ही वो बना के रख दिया वो थोड़ा सा वो शोकेस में अच्छा दिख रहा है अगर क्या अगले दो हफ्ते Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like I did, I did uh, eat it up. It's it's tasting phenomenal. Like my dairy wale ko jaake bolne wala hai ki bhai thoda rakhunge tere yahan pe. Like you know, thoda sa kamata hai dono milke karke. But why the fuck not? But yeah, that made me smile. That that definitely made me smile a lot. I've been cooking a lot uh, in this modern time. Um, like I said, mom's been teaching me a lot of uh, traditional stuff, and like you know the the way to go about it. You know, hachi bhaji, tachi bhaji. And while I'm learning a lot of that and putting together some of the stuff that I have. Tasted or eaten, um, like last year's um, South India trip, I was down there solo. But, like you know, there are some things which fit in your heart. Like you know, you can remember the taste even in your bedroom. Like when you just wake up in the morning, sometimes you go like, "What tomato ki chutney? Why not one?" Like you know, it just it just happens. Yeah. So, so I've been cooking a lot of things like that with mom, and like you know, together when we make something, we look at each other, and you know, there's that approval to who I get. Don't say who I, don't say who I. Boom, boom, boom. And well, that's how it goes. So yes, that's what made me smile. Okay, so what are the comments? What's the theme? So uh, we have a question for you that says, okay. "What made you realize?" Oops, it's lost me. Sorry, I don't know what just happened. Uh, what made you realize that you? What made you decide to become an actor? And also, when did you realize that you have a good voice? Auntie, thank you so much. It's my Sharmanda Matkaro. Um, ये वैसे दिन की पहली बात है जो अच्छी सुनाई दे रही है खुद के बारे में थैंक यू वेरी मच वेल एक्टर आई थिंक एज ऑफ थ्री वॉज माई फर्स्ट सोलो और लाइक फर्स्ट परफॉर्मेंस ऑन स्टेज क्रेडिट गोज कम्प्लीटली टू माई पेरेंट्स बेसिकली बोथ माई पेरेंट्स ऑफ फ्रॉम थिएटर लाइक माई मॉम डैड डेट वाइल्ड देवर डूइंग प्ले तो या या बोथ ऑफ द मोर एक्टर्स एंड देन Like my mom's an actor mostly, and my dad is a writer, uh, uh, actor and director. And then he does all of the incidents that come with it, set, whatever, banana. So, like, I was initiated into acting or performing more like pretty much anything on the stage since childhood. So, three years old was when I had my first um, like performance per se. And ever since it's been like this joyride, man. Like, um, like Andy, I don't really know. Like this good voice thing, like voice artistry, basically came up. uh when i was 19 1890 um that was when the guy just pulled me in and he said that you want to do some dubbing for a hindi serial like you know he was just looking for some cheap talent and i had no experience so i was willing to work with him for whatever money he gave me and out of nowhere we just started doing like 12 hour long shifts for dubbing an entire hindi serial into english and um, yeah so like after the first month or so of doing that uh they asked me if i wanted to do like a couple of more voices and a couple of more characters in that same serial itself 
And I was like, cool, chili is no problem. So we started doing that. And eventually what happened was like, you know, four or five of my own characters would start talking to each other. Like, you know, in one scene. So I had to make sure that my voice is differentiated. And um, like from there, it came out to this idea that I wanted to start doing all different kinds of voices. <clears throat> so from acting to to this, like, you know, pinky-packing kind of cartoonish voices and all of that, I really wanted to do that. And eventually, I think I worked on it a lot because it pays. It pays most of my bills. It's my um, primary source of income, let's say. Because filmmaking and theatre is a lot of money, you know? Everybody knows it's such, a, it's such a sustainable occupation and all of that, you know? So, um, voice artistry, essentially, I think I took very um, strongly because it pays. And mostly because, like, you know, it's, it's good work in the sense of saying that um, you go in, you do your job, you're out, that's it. Like, you know, uh, the onus is not on you. If uh, the particular product goes kaput or whatever it is, like filmmaking is, like those are pretty long drawn uh, avenues or you know, most other arts are. And in that sense, uh, voice artistry definitely helps um, with being quick in, quick out. You know, most often I'm the last in and first out kind of guy. Um, so I focused on it. I paid some attention to it. And theater has really helped with keeping the voice on point because like, you know, dad, constantly yeah. like you know on my head when we were doing plays and you know that right i mean like we did some plays together so i wrote and dad directed then mom did the lights and all of that like there was there was a lot of that kind of family enterprise going on and since it was like a serious play or whatever it is you rehearse like real serious so projection yeah. money projection so you have to stand at one end and the other person has to be able to hear you clear crystal clear at the other end yeah. so the voice got tempered slow and steady through that and well, that's led to today, I think. And one more thing, which I don't know, it's a little off topic, but like, you know, I started researching into a lot of ancient archaeology and uh, those kind of things. And suddenly I started realizing that I think the civilization before us, like the cyclic civilization of human mankind before us, um, was uh, like, you know, they were dependent heavily on things like understanding resonance. And understanding sound in terms of saying that it's not just something that you hear and it's not just stimulus and it's not just something that you use to speak, essentially. But sound is something that, like, I think you can move objects with sound. You can pick up stones with sound from a lot of the stuff that I've read of accounts of what people have done in the past. And I've started working on sound for the last year or so very heavily in terms of saying that your being will be determined by how you sound. Oh, you've got a light on you and all. Nice professional, huh? very nice. Um, subtle. Mm, okay, very subtle. Very subtle. So, <laughs> so, resonance is a big part of my life now. Um, I've even got an app, and I would really recommend it uh, to a lot of people who are interested. It's called Wavelet. Um, it basically shows a visual interpretation of all of the sounds that it hears, your phone hears. So, if you're sitting in a quiet room and if you hit one particular note, and if it keeps giving you the same kind of pattern, like, you know, in black and white, then you know that you're resonating. And if you listen to that again, you will hear that there is a resonant sound that you can hear. So from then on, I've been really focusing on resonance a lot. Way more than this. So, uh, coming back to what we were talking about earlier, you were telling me about your trip to South India. Yeah, man. Man, you sure you got like another couple of hours for that? 
because that was that was one of the best things that ever happened like literally in every single way because um <clears throat> i went out from here i was on my motorcycle for about 3 weeks um all by myself i waded through six forests in the south Uh, and that was the idea that i wanted to be in the forest a different little forest so there were a lot of encounters with animals in various ways um like i remember this one time when we were near uti and uh, this jungle of koramangala and um like there's basically like a black forest over there so it's like a tiger reserve and we were going through there i'm telling you it's called a black forest fuck to make it dust budget we had to turn on our lights otherwise we couldn't see shit Okay, at ten o'clock in the morning, it was that dark inside the forest. Okay, and we were wading through that, so we went like right to the end, and uh, like there were no animals, there was it was all chill, fine. We were like, "Hey, kuch nahi dekha wagera." And on our way back, there were six bisons drooled on the road. Okay, like they were on the road, and it was a single lane road. It the like there's not two lanes for mere mere side ka traffic and oncoming traffic. One lane. And on speed there are six full size bisons so when i'm on the bike the bison's hump is a foot taller than my head okay like when i'm sitting on the bike the bison is taller than i am okay and there's six of those fuckers on the road like i'm telling you the experience of going through wilderness like real wilderness was something that took me back to the core roots of to zinda hai kafi you know what i'm saying <laughs> and in that sense that you look at a jungle you go like you know in the very touristy sense you go like oh it's kitna sundar hai and it's so green and it's so fresh the air is so blah and this and that but when you're in it there's laws there's laws of the jungle there's so many things that the jungle follows that you have to live by otherwise you're screwed like a very close encounter with a leopard one with a black panther when uh, i was in dandeli um in wynard right outside the hostel where i was sitting i was sitting and eating my panti curry and um, this the, the manager comes out and he's like you know he's sniffing around and he's going like elephant is here and i go like what are you talking about i mean how do you know by smell that there's an elephant he was like there is an elephant here and we tried moving around and we found fresh poop like inside the gate so there was an elephant maybe 15 20 feet from where i was sitting and eating my fucking food and this kind of the kind of like you know what like the way mankind lives with the jungle in all of those places that that really got me into this idea like you know for example like symbiosis is what is important there it's not about equality it's not about fairness and justice those are all man made terms you know it's just symbiosis and how being symbiote that really matters to how they come together how they live together for real you know and in those three weeks like i think i met some of the best people because i gave out some of the best vibes um shit sorry my screen is moving too much for that um okay so like uh, like the first four or five days it took for you to get the city out of your head like you know to break from those shackles completely and like to be one with who you really are what you feel when you are on the road what you can see on the road nahi to kya hai gaya bhai औरत मरद बच्चा पंची उसके अलावा और कुछ है नहीं रस्ते मेंस्ट ऑफ फ्रेश एयर 
and thenceforth i was giving out real vibes you know real wavelengths that people could attune themselves to or you know people who had similar vibes could easily like you know match up like real cool and i made some crazy body like this was the only time where i didn't really go to all of the hippie spots like i jumped zostels and i went to like court jungles like you know tried to be in the jungles so it was more about the places rather than the people and yet like at some points i met such incredible people so like for example um, i was at this place called mandal patti okay uh, which is near kurk and kurk is like coffee haven and like again jungles elephants and all of that jazz it was brilliant the entire thing was brilliant but mandal patti is this place where you see like you know waves of hills that are filled with green like you know, right till your horizon essentially and when you can see so many hills that are filled with green green all the way then whoever is next to you if you can vibe with that person that bond really just just tightens up you know i don't know how to explain that so that was a place that influenced a lot of my bonds for example and then the opposite happened as well like when i was in uti uh, those people had heard that i rap and uh, that i do all of these things something with music so they were like okay let's hold a rap night once you come here yeah. and when i went to uti they actually had a rap, a rap night set out it was so cute like you know with all of the all of the inmates of this hostel per se there was like about a total of like 30 35 people sitting in front of me and that's i'm standing out there like you know i was like okay let me start off and another dude comes up and he goes like hey can i like do a like a pre face to you so you can have a rapper and i'll just throw out some and video for this yeah yeah no i mean those those were just like you know live uh, stories wale videos the ones that you've seen happened later because of this little event because hostel picked us up and they said that okay do us do do like a rap event at hostel panchkani so after we came back uh, suya shomkar and i we stood on this thing called the infamous gents and uh, we performed over there at hostel panchkani but yeah i mean uti happened out of nowhere these guys made this rap night happen and so many people suddenly 35 people suddenly became a family after an hour of rap i mean you tell me how often that happens you know how many people even listen to rap with intent of listening you know most of them are just bobbing this that you know feeling the beat and suddenly out of a lock hey so yeah so a lot of people felt this like you know togetherness out of nowhere and i think the next few days went phenomenally for a lot of those people like all of those people kept coming back and saying that hey we had great days even if we did nothing like you know so this was people influencing life just the other way around and the culmination of this entire tour happened in wynard which was like the place where my soul thrived like think about this like i write in english i think in english and in wynard i was thinking and writing in marathi like in poetic marathi i don't know and i don't know how marathi just started flowing through me at that time but it did so a lot of things that were natural to me kept occurring over there because there was nobody there there was proper tandem between nature and humanity like hum log hum log sham ko wahan pe us hostel ke bahar baithe hue the three of us only three of us in the entire hostel and um, all three of us are sitting there and we're just talking okay like chilling something starts moving in front of us in the in the tea field and we throw out like a torch and there's <laughs> there's porcupines the size of a fucking labrador okay like i'm not kidding you porcupines that would 
like without their without their spines out would come up to like my knee that size of a porcupine okay and we were so jeered by that we went back inside and we shot our torch back outside so there was a there was a leopard sitting about um 35 feet into the dark which we had no idea about nobody knows how long that guy was sitting over there and watching us human watching us like he was like okay movie night let's look at these three guys literally and the moment we shown the torch on his face like you know my hands were shivering when i saw him and he just no, looked into the light like you know did that and he moved away sorry what as long as it wasn't a hyena well i've encountered hyenas much closer to pune and that was a far more dangerous incident so um what oh, sorry i remember we also thought we heard one when we went oh yeah oh yeah i took you there we went and stopped over that's why you brought it up less shiny hai tu less less shiny but yeah, too much auntie take care of this girl huh? she's talking too much sometimes huh? but as my that was like a, that was that was a property but yeah that's how that's how south india went for me man i mean the whole tour for three weeks being out and coming back i think there was a lot of getting in touch with myself i think a lot of us need to do that you don't need to travel travel you don't need to put up posts you don't need to do the want to lost aspect you need to keep going and understanding where or how you can be comfortable and still productive that is like the balance to really attain you know what i'm saying need to be comfortable and productive otherwise then there's some point to that productivity there's ganta which point me if you're spreading yourself too thin you know and in these days in those three weeks also i did some voice jobs just sitting inside those hostel i mean like i took on some work also and i wasn't feeling too badly about it um like that's basically i think what life would be it taught me life be, be a little gentle with life gently be cool and calm and composed you know shit starts going like hitting the fan chill because it will hit the fan so when it when it's not hitting the fan anymore we can rejoice again but at other times be gentle be comfortable then you can deal with life a lot better is what the trip taught me i think and yeah it was the best one of the best trips i've had so far one of the best solos yeah does, uh does anything scare you yeah tons of things scare me man i'm like like tons of shit scare me. the pandemic scared <laughs> the hyena scared the fuck out of me that time um um the way indians are reacting to the virus at times seeing everybody doing their evening walks i don't know if you can hear you guys playing cricket right now everybody's having a jolly time um this scares me at times um being futile scares me um like not achieving enough achieving this is fuck achieving mostly in terms of saying not doing enough or like you know not spending my time in a tangible way that scares me a lot uh ending up lonely scares me now in the sense that i kind of know that i'll probably never be alone but i'm not sure if i'll be lonely yeah, there's a difference like um and i'm not even talking about um exhaust falling off scares me yeah bara thank you so much referring to an incident where i was just i was just going down the street and my the exhaust of my bike just fell out like it just fell out out of nowhere and then i just continued don't even ask me what happened but um there's a lot of things that scare me lot i mean it, it's not so um why shouldn't they but there was a long time before uh, when two kind of do as i could that fear is actually thought okay 
so the guy who told me that your is not a plan or not knowing enough how to put two still can't hear you about now yeah yeah so long time ago this guy told me that fear is a temporary lack of plan or lack of knowledge and knowledge yeah and um, that really hit a lot like you know, why would you be afraid of something if you know what it is or if you know everything about it like you know why would you be afraid of whatever that it is so that is stuck and that's the uh when you start learning that you're uh like you don't know much or you know the less you know so or i start finding out the more you need to learn about the thing or the more it starts giving a little bit of sort of free feeling at time uh, believe it or not going on stage yes. uh because there was a time you see willy there sorry you can see him where is he? hey willy what You can just say hi to him at all if you can. For the viewers out there, that's my dog. That's Mary John. Hey, we got some hearts out there. Yeah. Yay! Nice. Hearts. <clears throat> so, um, sorry, where was that? Yeah. Um, essentially, the point being that the more you know that you, the more you understand that you don't know enough about the world. Um, at times, it really scares. Uh, in terms of saying that, you know, when my dog is not feeling great. I don't know exactly what to do about it. There used to be a time when I used to be like, "Hey, heart, he can't hold it." Like you know, there's a certain uh, hugely overconfidence, let's say. Uh, when a little bit of humility comes in, it brings in an idea of fear. You don't know what to do in so many situations, so I fear life as a whole at times. Like, you know, mm-hmm. at times. Hey, Varad, bad man. But yeah, I mean that that's what I'm mostly afraid of: life by itself. And after that guy beat me up, my neighbor beat me up. I'm also afraid of someone beating me up if I say the wrong thing. So like now I'm a lot more mindful of what I say. And uh, like who the fuck thinks they're gonna get beat up, man? I never thought I was gonna get beat up. I never beat anybody up. I don't. I don't like that zone. I think it's very uncivil. Yeah, that's what we can talk about. We should talk about after. What? Sorry. Do you want to talk about what? What you said that led to you being beat up, or is that something that is better to be spoken about often? No, I can I can speak about it. No sweat. So essentially, like you know, there was some. Um, he was a little pissed at me because in Diwali time I called them uncivilized bastards um, because I asked them to like you know blow up their crackers a little way off, like thoda sa aage jaake, because my gully is like this very narrow place. Um, yeah, so you remember that, like you know, uh, there's bungalows every. Hey, Will, there he is. Point on. How are you doing? How are you? Okay. So, um, like, I was for this guy essentially. I was asking him to, like, you know, light the crackers a little way off, and he wouldn't have any of it. And he was like, "Abey, festival hai ye wo hai." And generally, their entire family is a little brutal, you know, in the sense that, like, वो बात बात करना वगैरह उनको नहीं जमता. So, like, you know, at times if they get really pissed off, they'll even beat each other up. I've seen the older brother beat up the younger guy, the father beat up the boys. Like, beating up is generally life. Okay, yeah. here. And हमारे यहाँ पे it's abusing. Like, you know, all three of us are cool with abusing, for example. Like, you know, bad words are fine. Like, so long as you maintain a decorum, per se. And there he goes. <laughs> so, um, like, when a brutal incident happened, the other dog, the Doki, his name is Boris. Um, he was chewing off some bricks of his car. and i went and like you know intervened when he started throwing stones at the dog 
so i pulled the dog close and i asked him like you know i was telling the dog not to do this shit and he was like yeah it's going under rock and all of that and i was like yeah I'll look at that and do that was it the tone of what i was speaking was essentially what made all of it because i called him uncivilized and bastards way back in delhi in diwali to woh uske dimag mein tha and here when it actually happened the way i was speaking i was a little eh about it so he was like ki rook tere se kuch nahi hone wala so he pulled up the dog and he was about to beat up the dog so i fell in between and when i fell in between my hand went to his throat so he thought oh now i'm beating him up so in came this entire no 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 back up what was he trying to do with this little he pulled the dog and he was going to beat the dog so which is why i fell in between obviously i mean that would be an offense if he had beat the dog up i know that bit he didn't beat the dog up so which is why an fire also didn't make sense anyway so i i got in between and because my hand went up to his throat he was of that opinion ki ab hone wala hai then he just went out so in came this entire like you know this flight of punches one after the other and i'm telling you the first punch knocked me out like clean clean the first punch and i was out because it hit the right spot like he knew where he was hit so after the first punch i remember only the punches i don't remember in between and then while everything was done before i went inside my house my face was swollen like right there in under 30 seconds my face was swollen that that was just that that's your incident what can i say someone commented something on it of course you called them on civil like <laughs> well yeah and uh, ha bolo no i'm just reeling that story you know <laughs> yeah well it's one of the only kinds of those stories that's going to happen in my life as well so we're going to yeah i mean like in a sense you know i think it's that sort of story which needs to happen to some people when they've really gone astray a lot like i think i had gone off of my decided life a lot um like you mind if i quickly touch up on a little philosophy here quickly for like a couple of minutes like i really think that we always get what we deserve from the cosmos okay and cosmos meaning cosmos not god not this not that um so what do you mean how old was it um so but i mean that like you know the cosmos gives you what you deserve not just what you want uh, a lot of times what you need as well um so when you get punched for example you think what the fuck did i do to deserve this okay and i did think about that myself i went over to a friend like real quick after the beat up was done and um i sat with him i got real high i was thinking about life for a long time and i kept thinking about this that today like that that day i was uh, really really feeling alive did that make sense like someone had punched the fuck out of my face so um, the blood flow itself had changed completely every now and then if i brought out snot from my nose it had blood in it and um, i was certainly having to be mindful of a lot of things i wasn't just chilling around in my life and when i came back home i finally started realizing a lot of the things that i was foregoing in terms of my duties and my discipline and i think that punching event really brought me back on track to say ki bhai bahut zyada gaye guzre ho abhi wapas aa jao you know what i'm saying and uh, i had a couple of good friends like yes the guy who commented right now single malt dinar uh, 
he was there with me the following night and uh, he seen my swollen face but you see that's the scene like you know i didn't feel like going and doing anything to that guy because i kind of really feel that i deserved it not from that guy or for that even but for my life and from the universe um in a sense of thing and ever since that time like for the first week of the quarantine basically i was still spitting up blood from my snort <laughs> and that scared me like you know being a smoker being a heavy smoker and doping up in so many ways and covid-19 being difficult on the lungs and all of that um it scared me already on top of that to be in a state which was kind of tough it scared me even further but that's what made me a lot more mindful i think of what i was doing and um like i realized a lot of things that i'm doing are not right they're not necessary the kind of lifestyle that i'm leading is not is not necessary the kind of things i expect from life are not necessary and with all of that just drowning out i think the noise drowned out from my life and and shit just became easier believe it or not the punching made life easier like i've i haven't said one bad thing to the guy and i've just been okay with him i don't know i've just been okay with him hmm. if i sat across the table with a man what dialogue would i have i think that would be with the guy who beat me up yeah well he's playing cricket right now his voice doesn't bother me um i wouldn't sit across the table with him and have a dialogue but i wouldn't jeer at him i wouldn't sneer at him uh when i look when i see him on the street or when i see him on the terrace or something i wave at him i say hello and uh, i won't really have a dialogue with him mostly because our vibes don't really match we don't live the same kind of lifestyle and um i won't talk to him as well and subs i was uh, 28 when the thing happened to the teachers before the lockdown that's how old i was when the thing happened did i miss any question sorry how how old how old was this guy he is um what a couple of years older than i am maybe See. give or take yeah yeah like unka life alag hai totally like like you know it Okay, coming back to something a little like, uh, tell me a little more about uh, law folk. Oh wow! And what? And are you still pursuing the whole concept of it? No, I am. Like I'm, con- I'm definitely pursuing the. Yeah, I'm pursuing. Sorry, I'm pursuing the concept of it definitely. Like um, the law folk was basically it was it was based on collaboration. like in the sense of saying that you don't need money you don't need like you know a huge amount of resources to make stories come alive you know and um, collaborations in the sense that everybody puts in the best that they've got the most that they've got and like you know joining hands man literally joining hands come together all hands on deck ye usually films mein ya fir entertainment it doesn't happen because like you know you uh, validate what you've done by how much money you're getting essentially that's the count and uh, like you know i stopped doing lore folk a while ago because um like you know people were like pune does not have that kind of um, discipline i think uh, to keep on with things to keep on with your commitments to actually do what you've said you will do you know yeah, and uh, i want to introduce you to because uh, a friend of mine told me it didn't hit me right then it made what It didn't hit me right then, but I think the two of you can 
should have a chat but yeah after we know this okay cool who is that friend that you're talking about i will send you the name and the details and all of that okay okay so, okay so you were telling me about how you thought it wasn't viable in india yeah i mean um like wait i'm just charging my phone so i'm looking down um yeah i mean like in the sense that a lot of people in pune have this idea of starting something but they don't know how to see it through okay yeah. i've got literally nothing against the people themselves it just is a general city vibe ki pune mein ye usually hota hai that's all and it gets difficult no kyunki bharat it's all nothing happens so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah true but even generally i think um, Puneyites have this idea of, अरे नवीन का इतने का ओ भरी भरी idea का ओ भरी भरी, but seeing it through for one year का, I don't know, like you know that's that's how that's how shit happens, like you know because people think of an idea they get they get excited by it they get aroused by it almost lost it by it, but when you think of doing something you kind of have to think about the consequences of you doing it with the people you're doing it with. and at the same time how you will deal with the problems when they come by in due time ye chhe mahine baad relationship mein problem kya ho sakte hain ye apan soch ke nahi padte na relationship mein the same kind of thing that happens over here when it comes to work but at the same time i think i was also at fault when it came to lord folk because um, like i was i was the angry young man at that time uh, it should be very uh, like i wouldn't forgive mistakes easily and um, Like it was in the sense of saying that I used to live chop chop, sure, but um, like people coming together and working means that people's vibes matter more than their efficiency <clears throat> at times, and uh, I did not understand that factor. I mm-hmm. sure as hell didn't. Sorry. Sorry to interject. Do you think it's uh, directly proportional your uh, vibes matching? Do you think it's directly proportional to efficiency? Because I think. Yes. Yes, it is. Hundred percent. and you need to develop those vibes right from the get go right you know ke aisa nahi hone wala hai ki sirf tum set pe kaisa vibe maintain karte ho usse tumhara efficiency nahi nikal raha uh the vibe that you have maintained right from the first meeting or in all of the pre production meetings uh and how you how you projected the post production to be all of those vibes really matter with the vibe on set for example strictly talking about film or for example in the studio like when you're making music or when you're doing any voice job or something like that like you know unless you're unless every time you come into the studio everyone cheers or when someone else comes into the studio you cheer unless you got that kind of vibe everything just becomes a drab man like you know the artist comes in everybody's like hey what up what up what to or whatever that like you know that's not right that that's not how it should be uh because then the execution becomes like complicated yeah yeah and your vibe becomes like your it is your thing to be ye alag alag hona bahut bahut kharab hai i think it's very detrimental to any execution i would see it like imagine a photographer taking a photo of a subject and the the person who's taking care of lights is uh, you know pointing the light somewhere completely different mm. yeah yeah that's a good enough analogy Photographer is, you know, taking a photo of the the car behind the subject or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, very, very often, I think, like you know, it's just about this. The 
लेकिन वो तेरे साथ में जो काम कर रहा है वो तेरा काम कर रहा है श्योर लेकिन काम करते करते तेरे को गाली दे रहा है इज वॉट रियली मैटर्स इसको काम मिल गया इसको पैसा मिल गया इन दोरी Passion, or like you know, what you feel after a life at times when you sleep, like how you sleep at ten thirty, how that happens, why that happens, that abstract which you cannot explain, either that or you need to like you know gain this sort of experience where you go like okay, I really learned something of tangible value, like you know, ऐसा नहीं कि just a few more tricks to trade, but something about life, which I think really happens when artists come together and do that stuff, do any kind of stuff, so. Like I'll say today, I'm still following through with the Lord of Ideals, um, the rejuvenated self. Because I needed to do that. The older, angry director. That was fucked up. That was. Not... And. Do. Uh, huh. Bolo bolo. No, no, continue. I tell you. And uh, like you know, so I, I closed down Lord Folk a while ago. Um, most of the guys who were with me at that time. Are not really like close friends anymore. Like like I said, you know, over time, we all move away from each other's lives in various ways. Um, but now it's mostly in terms of saying that we'll I look for vibes, I look for the right kind of connects in so many ways. <clears throat> and the people whom I can connect with, I definitely try and go ahead and do more things with because उनके साथ काम करना becomes an actual joy, and it's not calm. And it's like calm, calm, ELM, KKK. Horrible jokes. You saying something? I do remember this uh, video you put out, which I think you guys uh, used a factory. A what? A factory? Yeah, I think was it a factory or was? Uh, uh, I think it was uh, this place where you guys sat down and you made. Uh, you were rapping in the video. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! It's it's like a friend's uh, outhouse kind of thing. Yeah, See, exactly. that's exactly where I went after I got beat up. That's the same place I went. <laughs> the small world, nice. What? This was Sathya's place. Yes. Oh yeah, that was. I yeah, you came there also. Yeah. Right. So that was. The place. So, uh, tell me a little more about what it was like making that because I really enjoyed. उटिंग So I feel Thank like that somewhere brought in a lot of your talent. <clears throat> okay. Wow. Nice. Thank you. Um. Well, that goes. A lot of the kudos. I. Huh? I wanted to understand what it was like creating that, and how do okay. you feel about it out there? Okay. Cool. Um. A lot of the kudos for that video definitely go to my team. Um. In the sense that they were relentless. Um. We shot that entire video in about um, odd hours, I think. 
and um, we kind of had this idea beforehand where we were going to make it a very interesting basement basement boom bap kind of vibe. Uh, Still not happening. Are we good? Okay. So we had like a basic idea, a basic structure, and um, like I remember uh, there were a few um, points which were <clears throat> like which were tough. Like my DOP at one point, I went down to pick him up and he just could not show. So I left during the pushing, during the making, and then what eventually he. DOP, I lost you there. What? What? Sorry. What? What happened with your DOP? I lost you in that. <clears throat> right, so my DOP did not show up hmm. essentially for the Reiki. When I I went to uh, so when I went on set and he eventually showed up on set. I still I, said, okay. I don't know. What you need to know like the signal sweet spot thing. I think it's to date your network. Hey man, I I don't really use the phone all that much. Hmm. So no, I don't. I'm definitely going to like trying to. Let's see. That a little better. So we'll get to him performing in a bit after this call. Okay. Now can you hear me? Ah, sweet. Okay. So, um, right. Uh, so I fired my DOP at that time. Uh, like right there, and I told him that, bro, if you want to be a part of this video, you can be someone's assistant now. Now you're not going to be a deal, okay? And he was not happy about that, but he took it sportingly. He realized that he made a mistake. He made me wait, and he did not answer my phone calls. And so another guy took up the shooting, up. and um, it became this kind of thing where, like you know, everybody had decided to do the best that they could. Least amount of people. So everybody was just there having a very time. Mm. Like you know, people are not there for this idea. Like, like, you know, career is kind of just advanced. They were like, "Hey, Laura, sorry." Um, the point being that, um, like we had in the video, like, there were like there was like one light on one left corner, one light right corner. There was one on top. Okay. And barring that, there was a project. Those all the lights. Or in the inoka lights, there was a projector. Right. Right. So barring yeah. these four, ah, so barring these four things, we had nothing, nothing. So like you know, ये तीन lights का भाड़ा था, which was two hundred bucks piece, and a few other things that we bought. So the entire video cost us and six hours of work. And in those six hours, we had one dinner. Okay, but everybody like what to do? We sat together like so. We sat together like this sort of uh, like a cool group. This in a way is better. Yeah. Okay, now I'm outside. What yeah. about? Yeah, it seems good. So, my also a little bit. It's good. Ah, okay. Um. So right. So at that time, a few difficult decisions had to be made. Uh, I fired a couple of guys, but they still stayed in, which is the important part. Um, then while we were actually there, while we were executing, you know, like everybody was getting real tired. Yeah, because of a lot of things, you know, constantly shooting, for example, 
the DOP did not have a tripod. Um, he did not have any gizmos to help him stabilize the camera. It was all going on by hand. So his hands were like rock solid by the end of it. Um, there were so, so many people who uh, were like, doing a lot of like so many people in the sense full mila so moving around all of those heavy and it was called the hint which was like you know everything was pinched on so like the quest to answer the question of how I felt after it while I was making it it was one of the most important videos in our lineup for me uh, and because like you know many like our rap uh, and I'm going to direct the video while and it was all it was all so different, you know. We were all on our toes. That was one of the We were all on our toes. Sorry. We were all on our toes. And uh, we were all having a good time. And the last thing being that, you know, we knew that it's not a big problem. So, like, you know, everybody was happy go lucky in that way. Yeah. So, uh, that's what really led to the video being whatever, like, whatever impact it had. So glad to hear that it had that much impact. Oh, I, I did not. It. I did not. Is it still on YouTube? Yeah, it is. It is on YouTube. Yeah, still up there. Yeah, good. Yeah. And yeah. like, I think after the video came out, I felt really, like, really satisfied after we edited it and uh, it became exactly how we wanted it to be at that time. Um, so I think I was. It was. I was like, you know, like. Like my ego was nipples out, basically. <laughs> like, you know, like, hey, I can't for a little while, that kind of feeling. But more importantly, the student of extreme satisfaction. Yeah. Extreme satisfaction. So, I remember also checking out your other stuff on it, like the one where you guys were sitting on a desk. On a what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah, that's our identity video, yeah. Yeah, I really like that. So, have you been writing anything recently? Yes. yes. Like- Something that I can perform right now. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, cool. What would you like to hear? Like a poem or like a rap or like what? Uh, whatever you can fit into 10 minutes. If you can fit both into okay. 10 minutes. 10 minutes, okay. 10 minutes is definitely doable. We're reaching our second now. Ooh, not bad. No, I mean, we have a request for poetry, so that's not a good thing. You have a request from? You have a request for poetry. Poetry. Okay. So then, would it be better if I read something that's written down? But you can't really multitask, like multi-screen of this, right? Mm. No, I don't think you can. Okay, we'll go for the. Poetry and a little... Okay, wait, I got, I got an idea. I've got it on my laptop. Okay, until then, I'll do I'll do a rap which I can... Remember. Sorry? Let's do a rap which I can remember right now. Okay. okay. There's a few of you who heard this. Hey, Ninad, I knew you were going to ask it to Nobel. Yeah. Nobel is a poem that you really um, Now, can you hear me? Yeah. Up to problem I mean I'm out in the open. Um, okay, cool. So let's do this. Um, <clears throat> this rap has no name yet. Again. 
um what is called sugar let's see shall we yeah okay three two one go get a trumpet still blowing your horn you're the president long before you sworn in get a dolphin right them waves like a sailor but you got a better tailor gonna fetch you in your trailer so now i don't know how to fly paraglide but i'm on for the ride i'm gonna try i'm gonna try you can talk tongues grow fungus in your mouth i'm gonna sit around quiet going bumper chicken pal flip a chicken now what you gonna do now do a holy cow smack around ponytail hat up to the holy institution not to the pony insinuation we get the hand of the evil around send us to many to catch Winners are ready to pound all the quarter pound little guys they let the grave at the fireflies set it loud like a jet blast through the cloud shiny metal crowd make a crowd jay everyone's allowed no gotta get up gotta jive with the nerve try to build serve first serve a purpose yeah lip stum gif stum and try to mix up but the funny stuff said enough hot things got muscle not blowing off muscle got my hands up up the merge the top of the world got a perch in the search let us the water touch it touch the third touch the third like book like bowling pins got him going ball of fanny matter roll away from fanny patters got some dope got a rise still get around in tatters while hit us chatter matters and it rented from the fathers I'm a solitary son I'm far from all the jibber chatter how's that I like that. I like it. Did you get the whole thing? Was there any break or lag in the wing? No, there was nothing in between. I'm just trying to fix this. This light is too overexposed and I don't have to fix it. Yeah. So, uh, that was fun. Tell me more about uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl? Chernobyl. 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 Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a poem, essentially. About, um, it's a poem about the becoming. Hmm. you know what i'm saying like um we're always becoming in a certain way we aren't really um so it's like leaving an impact uh like you said to me thoda time pehle in the first half the um like you know do you, what would you say to your 10 year old self hmm. right so that's pretty much what this poem is about that if you want to leave an impact on the world for real if you really want to actually make some things happen it's not going to be today your efforts today will not leave impact today and it's not like the impact you leave today will happen forever like you know like will stay forever so what you do today is going to build up and slowly spread and spread further if you keep doing it from the epicenter and uh, like you know that's what your impact really becomes at the end of the day hmm. that's what the poem is about so go to the laptop and see what can happen But until then, talk, man. I was this. I was this tiny little performance. Like this it. was fun. I'm just watching the time because I don't have the energy to start another video because I know we're going to go on for another hour. Shit. Okay. So what's the time? How much? How much time have we got? We are at the fifty-fourth second, fifty-fourth minute, and forty seconds. So we have about. Six okay. Minutes. So we've got about what six minutes to go. Uh, five minutes. Five. Hmm. Matthew. Okay, I'm going to do. I'm going to do this as fast as I can. I'm not sure but I, I think I might have sent hey, Minad, have I sent this poem to you because then I can open my WhatsApp. You can actually just uh, Yeah, yeah, look for it. I think I've sent it to someone or the other. Just quickly. But until then kuch to bolo yaar. Silence is not a very good thing. Ah. Are you really that tired? 
I'm not tired. I'm thinking about what I wrote the last time. I actually wrote something last night. But let's do that. I want to hear what you have written right now. So that is something I'm putting into a book. So I'm not going to read that out to anyone. But I will oh, read that. Oh, really? Read that out to you later, like after the call. So okay, cool, cool. That works. That works. So yeah, so oh. that is what I'm thinking about because I've been trying to work on writing. So it's nice to listen to more writing. You should listen to what? Most of the people are writing. Yeah. Okay, here we go. We've got you now. I found it. Okay. <clears throat> you can hear me, right? There's no lag or anything. No. Mm-hmm. So brilliant. For the last five minutes, ladies and gentlemen, all those eleven who are live with us, let's do this. Chernobyl. We're all getting there. Low and steady. If we let ourselves. Life isn't like a bonsai. A wise man once told me, "The grandeur of life is permanent, like a giant oak tree. It's a sin to limit it for reaping a faster harvest." When you think about it like that, a subtle romance breaks the mice. In practical terms, though, it crudely means patience. A burnt child dreads the fire. A shipwrecked survivor dreads the water. A dumped lover dreads emotions, and similarly, life itself dreads a cheater. Just like we fear differently, we learn differently. What one learns today, another learns in a decade. Today's learning could be unlearned eventually, but the one who cheats, who prefers a shortcut, learns nothing inevitable. We're all getting there, slowly. If we only let us to understand the self, the self needs to be put through the flips of a roller coaster, not shelled like scampi. For when the self starts showing up, knowledge starts pouring in. For some, it takes a victory. For some, it takes earning enough money. For some, a marriage needs to break. For some, the upper limit of being fake. But for every single one of us out there, LGBTQ or straight. Rich or poor, intelligent or brutish, confused or sure, old, young, passionate, mechanical, responsible, fuckless, artistic, clerical—no matter what your path, it's not so terrible if you just be patient. And in the meanwhile, sentient. Every single one of us will prosper, and yet our communities won't suffer. We're all getting there, bitch. If we could only let ourselves. What pleasure do you get from quick this and quick that? Come on, you prefer elaborate meals because fast food just makes you fat. Improving, observing, building a character—this is life. It's not a value-added tax. Humor me. You are on vacation. It's quicker getting there and longer coming back. But when you're returning, you know you're going to get home, so you keep going instead of stopping or turning back. It's important. To know that you will get there. It's about persistence. There is no skill or knack. Guide yourself patiently. You'll see that slow ain't bad. Maybe you should learn from Chernobyl how to leave a lasting impact. I like that. And well in time also. Really yeah. Fun. That's very good. Awesome. Can you send it to me so I can put this on my story? Sure. Immediately. I'll do that. I'll do that. So this was fun. Um, it was a lot of fun. 
that note of leaving an impact, we're going to sign off. Okay. Uh, we're going to go sleep for a bit. Okay. So, uh, thank you so much for agreeing to do this for me. And uh, I hope... Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for your order. And Wait, what did you say? I lost you there. I said I hope the people watching had a great time. And if yeah, you guys, all the people who are watching from my page, please go follow Siddharth. Check out his work. He's been doing some insane shit.